0: And I got down, and Jimmy stands there, Dad, that's all? <laughs> He's ready to go home. <laughs> no, that's not all. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Apparently, Jimmy's trying to get it as short as possible. So, I, I, I told the. Uh, I I told Dan, this could be a really short message, (laughs) or it could be a really long message. We've got about two chapters that we're going to kind of delve into along with some other scriptures. Um, So it it depends on how much I stutter through the verses, but um, Brother Earl, will you open us in prayer and... (laughs) All right, so today we're going to um, be in Numbers, chapters 22 and 23 and a little bit into 24. And when I first started writing the message, I thought that the title was going to be, Do We Tempt God? Um, But I don't really think that that's what the meaning of this message is. It's more along the lines of... um, How many times do we ask God when we know the answer? So let's, uh, let's start back on Numbers 22, and I'm going to read, um, I'm going to start in verse 1, and I'm going to read through um, uh, 13. And the children of Israel sat forward and pitched in the plains of Moab on this side Jordan by Jericho. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites, And Moab was sore afraid of the people, because they were many. And Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now shall this company lick up all that are round about us, as the ox licketh up the grass of the field? And Balak the son of Zippor was king of the Moabites at that time. He sent messengers therefore unto Balaam the son of baor Pethor, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out from Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth, and they abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me, this people, for they are too mighty for me. Peradventure I shall prevail, that we may smite them, and that I may drive them out of the land. <clears throat> for I wot that he whom thou blessest is blessed, and he whom thou cursest is cursed. And the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the rewards of divination in their hand. And they came unto Balaam and spake unto him the words of Balak. And he said unto them, Lodge here this night, and I will bring you word again, as the Lord shall speak unto me. And the princes of Moab abode with Balaam. And God came unto Balaam and said, What men are these with thee? And Balaam said unto God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, hath sent unto me, saying, Behold, there is a people come out of Egypt, which covereth the face of the earth. Come now, curse me them. Peradventure I shall be able to overcome them and drive them out. And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. And Balaam rose up in the morning and said unto the princes of Balak, Get you into your land, for the Lord refuseth to give me leave to go with you. So the children of Israel are all camped out and uh, gathered together, and um, the people of Moab are scared of this people because they could wipe them out. Easy. And they go to this prophet who is a prophet of God, but he's not the prophet of God in, in the sense that you think that he is this good person. He likes to get his hands a little greased. He, 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 he wants money. He, he, it's, something has to be in it for him. And so while his reaction and his answer, I, I need to speak with my Lord to be able to uh, find out whether or not I can go with you and, 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 and do the things that you're asking. I need to speak with my Lord. It's not as holy as what it sounds right there. He was waiting to see to see what else he could get from it and he he did um seek seek God and get God's answer and God answers said no, I don't want you to do this. I've blessed the people of Israel and they you are not to go, try to go curse these people because they are blessed and No one can curse that which I have blessed. So he got up and told the princes of Moab that were sent to him from uh, Balak and said, I can't go. The the Lord, my God, said, I can't go. Go tell uh, Balak that you need to to forget about this. I'm not going to curse them because God said no. Well, what does Balak do? Uh, he sends the princes back. Um, Let's see. We'll keep reading from 13. uh, So on 14. And the princes of Moab rose up, and they went into Balak, and they said unto Balaam, uh, and they said, Balaam refuseth to come with us. And Balak sent yet again princes more and more honorable than they. And they came to Balaam and said to them, thus saith Balak, the son of Zippor, let nothing, I pray thee, hinder thee from coming unto me. For I will promote thee unto very great honor, and I will do whatsoever thou sayest unto me. Come, therefore, I pray thee, curse me this this people. And Balaam answered and said unto the servants of Balak, if Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. Now, therefore, I pray you, Tarry ye also here this night, that I may know what the Lord will say unto me one more. Alright, so what did God say before? He said no. So why is he asking again? He already knows the answer. And it's not, it's it's not a question of um it's not a question that you would think that needs to be repeated. This isn't something that, you know. This isn't something coming from your heart. This is, well, God, you know, I'd really like to have some of these riches that they're promising me. Can I go with them? It's like, no. The answer is no. So in 19, now therefore, uh, sorry, 20. And God came unto Balaam at night and said unto him, if the men come to call thee, rise up and go with them. But yet the word which I say shall say unto thee, thou shalt do. Or that shall thou do. Sorry about that. And Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass and went with the princes of Moab. What did he forget to do? He didn't even follow what God commanded. He was in such a hurry that God said, maybe that he skipped the part that he was supposed to wait for them to come to him again and say, please come. They were going to, but instead of waiting for that, he got his ass ready so that he could go. Now, I am sure all of you have heard the story of Balaam and the donkey. And the donkey sphinx to him. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to cover it, but it's not... The, the, the answer isn't so much in the fact that the, the of the miracle of the donkey it's in the fact that it took three times for Balaam to recognize again that he couldn't go that way um, and then once the Lord opened up his eyes to be able to he didn't he wasn't astonished that there was a donkey talking to him that's not what astonished him. It was once the angel of, angel of the Lord appeared to him and spoke to him that's when he was astonished. And the angel of the Lord actually had to t- tell him, that donkey saved your life. If that donkey hadn't stopped and kept you from going, you would be dead before me right now. Uh, so let's, we'll start at uh, 23. 23. And the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand, and the ass turned aside out of the way, and went into the field, and Balaam smote the ass to return her into the way. But the angel of the Lord stood in a path of the vineyards, a wall being on this side and a wall on that side. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself unto the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall, and he smote her again. And the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place, where there was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam, and Balaam's anger was kindled, and he smote the ass with a staff. And the Lord opened the mouth of the ass, and she said unto Balaam, What have I done unto thee, that thou hast smitten me these three times? And Balaam said unto the ass, Because thou hast mocked me, I would there there were a sword in mine hand, for now I would kill thee. And the ass said unto Balaam, Am not I thine ass, upon which thou hast ridden ever since I was thine unto this day? Was I ever wont to do so unto thee? And he said, Nay. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand, and he bowed down his head, and he fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Wherefore, wherefore hast thou smitten thine ass these three times? Behold, I went out to withstand thee, because thy way is perverse before me. And the uh, ass saw me and turned from me these three times, unless she had turned from me. Surely now also I had slain thee and saved her alive. And this is the important part, okay? So it took all of that for Balaam to realize that I screwed up. I shouldn't have been doing this. And that's when he repented. And Balaam said unto the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I knew not that thou stoodest in the way against me. Now therefore, if it displease thee, I will get me back again. And the angel of the Lord said unto Balaam, go with the men, but only the word that I shall speak unto thee, that thou shalt speak. So Balaam went with the princes of Balak. So God had already told Balaam, no, I don't want you to. I don't want you to go and talk to Balak. The answer is no. I'm not going to curse. There's there's no reason for this meeting to take place. There's no benefit to it. Balaam let them think that there might be, and he he gave the answer right the first time. He gave the answer right the second time. But he kept inquiring of the Lord, knowing what the answer was, knowing that the answer was a flat-out no and there was no reason for it. He came, came back, they came back the third time, and he, he goes out with them. And it takes three times for him to get the message that he sh- needs to stop for a second. And God uses the angel to sit there and remind him, look, all right, you're heading with them. You're going to go this way. I don't want any word coming out of your mouth except that which I give you to speak. The reason why he did that is to make sure because he's going to meet Balak and Balak is going to give him, be willing to give him all this money if he's willing to try to curse the land of Egypt or the land of Israel. I'm sorry. And he needed that reminding to be able to do it, even though he's this prophet of God. I have a rule with my kids, um, and they'd probably tell you. My kids are supposed to ask me a question once. It's not that they can't repeat the question later, but typically I get, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? No! You need to wait for my answer, and sometimes the answer isn't forthcoming. God does the same thing with us. yes, we're supposed to ask we're supposed to ask for things from God, but sometimes we need to wait for the answer from God and then if we know what the answer is from God, we can continue to pray about it, but we shouldn't be well God, I really think that this is what we really need to do because it, you know I, I I'd really like a new car I'd really like you know I'd really like. A dozen oxen. I'd really like, you know, some land. I, I mean, and that's what Balak was doing. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Actually, let's go ahead and. Um, so I'll, I'll. I will. I'll, I'll. I'll let us get ahead for a second. So God tells us in. Thessalonians 5.17. We should be continuously praying. Um, and uh, let's turn to Luke 11, um, and we'll look at verses 5 through 10. Luke 11, verses 5 through 10. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine is in his journey to come to me, and I shall have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and and give thee. I say unto you, Though he will not rise and give him, because he is a friend, Yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Uh, and I say unto you, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. So we're told to continuously ask. And we're even told to use inoper. um, We're told to be relentless to continue to ask. I'm not. I'm not going to be able to continue to use that word. It's Pastor Rob's word. (laughs) But we should be asking. We should be asking it under the right heart. And Balaam wasn't under the right heart. He was asking under the guise of wanting riches, not because he was actually seeking God's wisdom in this regard. He was asking it because he wanted to be able to get rich under Balak's conditions for the cursing the people of Israel. Um, We can look in, uh, I think it's James 4. I want to make sure that I'm giving you these verses instead of just telling you what it says that I want to make sure that I'm I'm looking in it. So uh, I have. James 4, 1 through 10. From from whence come wars and fightings among ye? Come they not hence, even of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do ye think that the scripture saith in vain, The spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. We are supposed to be following God's will when we're asking and praying to God for these things. And he will answer us. It's not always the answer that we want. And we're still allowed to continue to ask for those things. But you always want to make sure that you check your heart when you're praying and asking for things. Because are you asking it because it's for you? Or are you asking it because this is something in God's will? Uh, Going back to Numbers. Uh, let's see. 19. In chapter twenty-three, Balaam meets with Balak, and Balak says, "Why, why didn't you come and meet me? I, I, would have given you lots of stuff. We, we could have gotten everything ready. I, I, and instead, Balaam's." Build me here seven altars and prepare me seven oxen and seven rams. So he goes ahead and does as the Lord is commanding in the fact that he wants to meet with God to be able to give the answers to him. But you'll notice in this chapter, three times he's given the answer and three times Balak refuses that answer and doesn't appreciate that answer. So I'm going to read from chapter 1, and we'll, we'll, we'll hear his answers. And Balaam said unto Balak, Build me here seven altars, and prepare me here seven oxen and seven rams. And Balak did as Balaam had spoken, and Balak and Balaam offered on every altar a bullock and a ram. And Bala- Balaam said unto Balak, Stand by thy burnt offering, and I will go. Peradventure the Lord will come to meet me, and whatsoever he showeth me, I will tell thee. And he went to a high place." And God met Balaam, and he said unto him, I have prepared seven altars, and I have offered upon every altar a bullock and a ram. And the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth, and he said, Return unto Balak, and thus thou shalt speak. And he returned unto him, and lo, he stood by his burnt sacrifice, he and all the princes of Moab. And he took up his parable, and said, Balak, the king of Moab, hath brought me from Aram, out of the mountains of the east, saying, Come, curse me, Jacob, and come, defy Israel. How shall I curse whom God hath not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord hath not defied? For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell alone, and shall not be reckoned among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob, and the number of the fourth part of Israel? Let me die the death of the righteous, and let my last end be like this. And Balak said unto Balaam, What hast thou done unto me? I took thee to curse mine enemies, and behold, thou hast blessed them altogether. And he answered and said, Must I not take heed to speak that which the Lord hath put in my mouth? That situation, that exact same situation, happened three times. He knew the answer when Balaam was sitting at home. Didn't need to do any of that. He knew the answer sitting at home, but three times sent princes to come take him out from his home, to bring him all the way here, to do nothing but hear the same exact message of, I cannot curse these people, these people are blessed by God, and God will not curse those that he has blessed So what can we kind of take from this? Are we listening to God's commandments? Are we doing as we are commanded? Um, if we love him, we're to follow his commandments. Um, as I said earlier, I used my children. Why do, wh- when my children ask me, can I do this, can I do this, can I do this? Does that mean that I love them any less? Nope. God doesn't love us any less because we're continuing to ask something even when we know the answer is wrong. Or even when we know the answer and we shouldn't be continuing to ask it. Um, One of my favorite uh, verses is Proverbs Proverbs 3, 11 and 12. I'm going to look it up so that I don't misquote it because I will. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. If God, if God is willing to chastise us, it's proving his love for us. You know, why is it that I have the rule in my household for my kids to wait and ask me the question once? Because my children will ask you. They'll, if they ask me more than once or don't give me time... I don't answer them. My answer to them is, how many times are you supposed to ask me this question? Once. And that's their answer. Whatever it was that they were asking for, the answer is automatically no. I use that. It's patience. God may be using it to teach us patience when he gives us an answer of no or not yet. God may have let Balaam go to Balak to give him those answers before. But the answer was no, and he should have been satisfied with that answer the first time. And he should have just his, Balak may not have been interested in that answer, but Balaam should have been okay with that as a answer. I guess the last thing that I want to leave us with is uh, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. This I say then, Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. If we walk in the Spirit, we're going to ask for the things of the Spirit, and we're going to ask for the things that run, um, that God would want to see happen in our lives and happen to us, for us, and with us. If we're asking of the flesh, he's going to say no a lot more than he says yes. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for just the opportunity to uh, share your word with us, and just thank you for the opportunity that we have to be able to pray to you and be able to ask questions of you and ask things from you even if the answer is no, even if the answer is not yet. Please continue to be with us, be with those that um, are sick, and be with our, our, our pastor's wife as she continues to get better. Thank you for everything that you do for us, and in your name I pray. Amen.